And it comes today from Luke chapter 2, verses 41 um, to 52. Um, I'll be reading from the New International Version of the Bible. You will find words recorded in your translation, or you can follow along with us on your note sheet, or follow along on the screen. I want to pray that you will um, read the entirety of this chapter of the Gospel of Luke, um, that it can make up the context of what we're about to share with you today. What we're dealing with here is the only story um, that relates to the youthfulness of Jesus Christ. Um, you will find no other story in the Bible that, that talks about Jesus' experience as a child. So we will journey in, it, in this today um, and pick up where he's about 12 years of age. And I believe that there is something that God would like to share with us today. I, I dealt with this particular text um, in August and September. I, I taught from this particular text in August and September of 2010. Some of you may remember it. We talked about, um, tell me, have you seen him? Tell me, have you seen him? Uh, well, today we want to talk again and, and refresh our memory on missing Jesus as we go into a new series on missing. I believe there are some things that are missing in our lives that need to be re rediscovered, and I believe that God is going to help you throughout the course of this sermon series to reclaim the things that God have for you that may be misplaced, that may be absent, that may be missing, that may be broken. And when you reclaim those things, I, I believe with all my heart that God will strengthen you and restore your lives to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask, think, or even imagine. Are you ready for the word today? Amen. Amen. Um, Text reads, every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to the feast according to the custom. Now after the feast was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. And then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they found him, when they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. And after three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his, and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with, with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. I may have added another verse in there for you. Listen, have, have you ever lost something? Uh, maybe you didn't lose it. Maybe you didn't lose it 
uh, but you, you misplaced it. It was, it was out of sight from you. Um, you didn't know where you had placed it. You didn't know where you had stored it away at. Then all of a sudden, the time that you needed it, at the most critical time that you needed that thing, it was nowhere to be found because in, in the hustle of bustling, bustle of trying to run out the house, you can't find your keys. You ever been to a place like that where at the last minute you're rushing, you're, you're chasing out the door and, and all of a sudden you find out, I don't have what I need. When you've been in a grocery store and you look in your purse or look in your wallet and, and the checkbook wasn't there, the, the, the credit card wasn't there, and you turn around and you, you're, you feel like a fool at that time. You feel like, I cannot believe I walked all over this grocery store, I have this basket full of groceries, and I came all the way to the counter and I don't have any money. And you're looking around like, will somebody help me? Will somebody lend a brother a hand? Will somebody do something? Somebody rescue me at this moment? And, and everybody's just looking at you like, hurry up, get out the way, either sit it to the side. And you say, you're saying, I, can I just sit my basket to the side as I go and look for my wallet? Anybody ever been there? When, uh, bro brothers, when, when you wanted to t jot down somebody's phone number. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. When you you just wanted to get the number, you wanted to get the digits. Then you looked around. You didn't have a pen. You didn't have a pad. You didn't have a smartphone. And you was afraid to pull out that old flip phone. That's, I, I just wanted the number. And you say, you know what? Can, can you write it on my hand? <laughs> or, or some of us, we just, we're like this, baby. I'll, I'll remember it. Just, just tell me. I could never forget your number. I can never forget your digits. Have you ever been to a place where you've misplaced something? And when you needed it the most, when it was required, when you, when you needed it the most, it was not there. It was nowhere to be found. In our text today, Jesus is missing, y'all. Jesus is missing. I, I can't imagine life. I can't imagine going through life and, and trying to, to figure out life on my own and discover that Jesus is not with me. I, I, I can't imagine how people journey through life and Jesus is nowhere to be found. Something is missing. Jesus is missing in the text. Have you ever, have you ever lost something? Have you ever misplaced something that you needed? See, see, we, we just celebrated with um, the city of, of Cincinnati um, when this family, this family had been abducted. These young girls, three young ladies had been abducted and, and they had been missing for more than 10 Years And when we saw it on the news, when, when the news report came across, everybody became excited because you can only imagine if it was your child that was missing. You can only imagine if it was you in that situation, if it was your wife, if it was your spouse, if it was your daughter, if it was your child. And you're, you're celebrating with them after all these years. Can you imagine 10 years prior to that when these, these young ladies became missing and the parents had to go downtown to the police department and, and file a police report and file a report of a missing person? 
Uh, when you have to file a report of a missing person, they want a description. They want a description. Can you, can you just simply tell me what they look like? Can you tell me the color of their eyes? Can you, you tell me the, the color of, 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 of their hair? Can you tell me their ethnicity? Can, do you even remember the last things that they were wearing? Because maybe within 24 hours we can have some leads. They want a description. And it's sad to say that, that in those moments we can, we can come up with descriptions, but when it comes to Jesus, and we ought to give a description of his character, of his love, and his great grace. People have no description about Jesus. Oh, I can give you a description of Jesus. He, he's the king of kings. He's the, the Lord of lords. He's the great I am. He's, he's the God grace giver. He's the lover of my soul. He's the hope of glory. Oh, I got a description for him. When you have lost something, when you have lost something, how do you identify it? Or do, or, or do you wait too late to, to discover that the thing that you need most is missing? It's missing. Heard the story about a lady who went downtown to report to the police department uh, doing a missing person's report of her husband. And she went in and with her neighbor, her next door neighbor, and said, well, well, my husband is missing. It's been more than 24 hours. They said, well, give me a description of him. And she began to describe him. She said, he's, he's, he's tall. He's about six, three. He, he has blonde hair and, and blue eyes and an athletic build. He, he, he's soft spoken and he's, he's great to the children. He's, he's a good man. Can, can you bring him back? And all of a sudden the, the neighbor objected. She said, oh, that, that's not the one. Your husband is about five, three. He, he, He's chubby, he's round, he's bald-headed, and, and he, 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 he ain't soft-spoken, he's mad at the children all the time. He's kicking the cat, kicking the dog, screaming at the children. She said, oh, but I don't want him back. <laughs> can, can, can you trade him in? Can you trade a brother in? <laughs> missing, missing, missing. There are some things in our lives that are missing, that are missing that we need to recover. So the first point, the first point is that they, they are removed from Jesus. How do we find ourselves removed, removed, removed from Jesus? They, they're, they're set apart, they're departed from him, that the relationship has been severed, it's cut apart, and Jesus is in one location, they're in another location, the people are looking at them and saying, your child ought to be with you, where is he at? It's a whole day have passed. They have celebrated. They have worshiped the Lord. All the festivities are going on. And when they left the place, they left Jesus behind. Wouldn't it be a sad tragedy that we would come into the house of the Lord, the place where God dwells, the place where the presence of God ought to be thick, where the presence of God ought to be flowing. We would come here and we lift up holy hands and we do our holy dance, yet we leave these doors without him. They, they are removed from Jesus. How do we become removed from Jesus? Number one, I want to suggest to you that we simply drift. We, we drift away. There are some people, in, although you are here, 
You're going to get something different from the person sitting next to you because there's someone who's simply drifting. Yeah, yeah, we're here, we're in attendance, um, we're on the roll, but we're drifting. We're here, but our mind is someplace else. We're, we're here, but, but we left the roast in the oven and, and we hope that the preacher don't, don't preach too long because I, I got to get up out of here. Please, please, I'm, I'm drifting, I'm drifting. You're, you're losing me in the message. If, if you don't move on, I, I might just get lost. I might just drift away. Although we're here, we'll miss God. Matter of fact, Hebrews 2 and 1 says, we must pay more careful attention. Therefore, to what we have learned or what we have heard so that we do not drift away. Ah, it'd be sad that if you're in the presence of God and you get home and you get home and you don't know how to praise him for yourself. You, you're saying, Lord, I wish I had Rosie here with me to sing that, 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 that song that I like her to sing. If, if I just had Rosie here, if I just had, had, had the drummer and the keyboard is here, if I just had them here with me, maybe I could get into the presence of God. But don't let your, your corporate worship, your public worship negate your private worship. Ah, we're here, but we drift. Away. Not only do we drift, but we become distracted by the demands of life. We're distracted. You're here, but you're distracted. You're here, but you're thinking about that fight you just had last night with your boo. You're here, but you're more concerned about if they're going to lay you off the job. You're here, and it's hard to get into the presence of God and worship God because you're drifting and you've become distracted by that friend that, that, that has let you down. And God is saying, I'm a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Ah, what about me? Can you hear him saying, what about me? We become distracted by the circumstances of life. We're more concerned about what's going to happen one year from now rather than enjoying the moment, cherishing the moment, giving God all that I have to give him. Ah, don't drift away. Don't become distracted. Ah, don't, don't miss Jesus. Don't, don't be in the presence of God and miss him. Don't miss him. Don't. Don't miss him. If, if you get nothing else today, just don't miss him. Don't miss him. We, we drift. We become distracted. Then there are others of us who just simply have this day. We don't reverence him. We don't worship him. We, we put ourselves first. I, although I'm going to go to church, there are people who go to church who feel as though I'm doing my due diligence unto the Lord. However, they, they think they have it figured out themselves. They don't honor God. They don't reverence God. They feel like all that they have accomplished in life has come because of something they done. They, they, they so smart. They, they got themselves to promotion. That's disdain. They, they're dishonoring God. They're not giving reverence and respect and honor and glory unto the Lord and saying, Lord, it's because of you that I woke up today. Lord, it's because of you that I'm able to, 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 to live in a house with shelter over my head. Lord, it's because of you that I have food on my table. Lord, it's because of you that I have the job that I have. Lord, it's because of you that I have the car that I'm driving. Lord, it's all because of you. 
It's all, it's all, it's all because of you. We have disdain. We, we don't reverence God. We don't honor God. We can be in the presence of God and still don't reverence him. When the worship leader says, lift your hands, we just sit back. Because we, we, we're saying simply, do it take all of that? Do, do, do it really take all that? Do I have to lift my hands? And I know it's a struggle. How many of you know sometimes it's a struggle? You come in here weighted down by the cares of the world. And when you're giving instructions to worship him, to bless the Lord with all that's within you, to bless the Lord and give him the fruit of your lips, a sacrifice of praise, we don't say, say anything. Like he asked me to clap one more time. Oh, Jesus. He, he asked me to lift my hands one more time. I'm, I'm about to walk up out of here. But it's reverence unto the Lord. If you ever read your Bible, get this. You ever read your Bible, they were given commands to bless the Lord. They were given commands to bless the Lord. And how to bless the Lord. Clapping, lifting of the hands, laying prostrate before the Lord. They were commands. And there's something that you learn in coming into agreement with the commands of God. We'll miss it. We'll miss it because we think it's about us. We'll think I'm, I'm coming to get something simply for me, but we're unwilling to give something to him. I'm telling you, when, when praises go up, blessings do come down. I, I, I'm a firm believer. I know I'm not here because of something Quincy did. I'm a firm believer that I'm blessed because of God. He loved me. He loved me dearly. He loved me dearly. He, I, I'm not smart enough to be where I'm at. I don't, I don't have the, the gifting and the talent on my own to be where I'm at, to be doing what I'm doing. So I got to give reverence to God. I can't show disdain. I cannot dishonor him, but I got to worship him. I live, I move, and I have my being because of God. We become distracted. We drift away. Then we're in a mad dash. Uh, some of us, we, we're just always in a hurry, in a hurry. Uh, we, we want things in our lives. We, we have a generation that want things to come in our life just like that automatically when it's taken our parents and our forefathers 40, 50 years to build. But we want everything automatic. We want, we want instant, instant everything, instant oatmeal. Instant macaroni, instant everything. Uh, uh, men ain't even impressed by cooking no more because everything instant. <laughs> uh, you ain't did me no favor. It's instant. <laughs> everything, everything we wanted now. Everything is in a hurry. We life in the fast lane. I gotta get it. I gotta get it. You you get yours. But I got to get mine. I ain't let nothing hold me back. I'm not allowing anything to stop me. I, I'll run you over to get what I want to get. In a hurry. Don't have time to bless the Lord. The service is moving slow. We're like, oh, Lord, it's, it's dragging. We'll, will they hurry up? You ought to be worshiping God. Oh, especially when it's slow. You got to. That's your moment. That's your time. That's, that's the hour that you begin to lift up holy hands. That's the moment you begin to say, Lord, I praise you. 
Lord, it's, it's your goodness, it's your mercy that I'm here today. Lord, if it had not been for your love, if it had not been for your grace, oh, oh, all of my goodness is nothing more than filthy rags. I'm no good on my own, Lord, but because of you. Lord, thank you that you didn't pay me what I was worth. I should have been dead. She, grandmama, them didn't have no problem saying, I should have been dead, sleeping in my grave. But Lord, you made old death behave. That's praise. That's worship. But we wanted to move on. Uh, can, can, we, can we narrow it down to about an hour and 15 minutes? Get us in and get us out. Drive through worship. Some of us wish, wish we could just go and, and do a drive through. Uh, they anoint us on our head. We give a tip, not a tithe. And keep it moving, keep it moving. We, we, we want instant gratification. We, we're always in a mad dash. Listen, listen. Jesus didn't leave them. Here's the amazing thing. Jesus didn't leave them, but they left Jesus. Some people are concerned about um, in theological debates, can you lose your salvation? I, 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 I'm middle ground. I'm middle ground. I, it's not a big deal about me losing my salvation. I don't think you lose your salvation, I, but I think we can leave our Savior. It's your choice. You have free reign. You have free will to, to either love your savior, savior or leave him. But he says he'll never leave you, nor will he forsake you. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He don't leave us, but we leave him. They left Jesus behind. They left him behind. Listen, listen. And where was Jesus? Where, where do you find Jesus? A, a whole day has passed. You look around and there is no Jesus. It's, it's, and now they're asking questions where? It's Jesus. How, how long do you have to be out of the presence of God for you to say, is, is he here? Where, where is he? Do, do, do you even question at times, is God traveling with me? Or I'm just a lone ranger on this journey of life. Is he with you? Are you with him? How far how long, how much will you travel through life not even recognizing that he's not with you? And, and what we do when, when we figure he's not with us, we think, okay, I can go to the preacher. I can go to the priest. I can go to the pastor. I can, I can go to my auntie. She, 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 she know how to pray. Baby, you better learn how to pray for yourself. You better learn how to worship God for yourself. You better learn how to get into his presence yourself. What's, where's the realm of Jesus? See, see, I'm like Paul. I want to be in the realm of Jesus. Paul, Paul had an experience with God to the point he said, I was caught up in the third heaven. I know y'all thinking Paul got to be arrogant to come up with some stuff like that. He said he was caught up. In the third heaven. We're just trying to get to the first. <laughs> it, 
if, if some of us just, we, we just feel like if I can just barely make it in, you know, um, I know I'm walking the line, it's a tightrope, I, I just want to get in. <laughs> barely, barely. Where is Jesus? Where, well, let me, let me tell you where he is not. <laughs> let me tell you where he is not. Number one, he ain't with them. He, he's not in their private and personal presence. They just been in Jerusalem, the house of God, the place where God is worshiped, the place where God dwelled and left there and Jesus is not with them. Mm. Tell you where he's not, he's, he's not with them, not privately. Now they, they, they cut some rug at church. They was having some festivities. They, they got caught up into the festivals. They got caught up into the customs. As it says in the text, they went to Jerusalem as it was custom to do. See, some people come to church just because it's custom. That's what my mama did. They told me if, if they're going to help me, you got to at least go to church. If you're going to be in my house during the summer, you're away from school. You got you to gotta at least get your butt up out of bed and go to go to church. So, so you, you ain't doing God a favor. You think you're doing your parents a favor. Is he with you? Let me say it again. Don't, don't allow this public and corporate worship to negate your private worship for God. Or you might find yourself without him. You may find out that he's missing. And don't even know it. When you encounter a struggle, when you encounter a trial, you look around, you don't even know how to pray. Have you ever been in a situation you say, it, it's so bad, it's, it's so hard, I, I don't even know how to pray. I don't even know what to pray for. And that's what I like about Romans 8. It says, see, when you have the spirit of God, when you've been in the presence of God, that the spirit makes intercession for you with words that you cannot even utter. Ah. You mean to tell me I ain't even got to know how to say anything and the spirit will talk for me. We've been in places where we don't know how to pray. We don't know what to pray. We don't know what to do. Ah, in that moment, turn it over to God. The joy of the Lord is my strength. He is my refuge. He is my strength. He is my strong tower. You have to turn it over to Jesus. But he's not there. And you don't know where to find him. What realm is he in? He's not in their presence. So they, what they do next is, since he's not with them, they discovered after one day he's not with them. So they go and ask everybody in the caravan because they had traveled to, to Jerusalem together from Nazareth. Friends and family and community people, they're traveling together. So they're going throughout all the community and they're knocking on doors. They're, they're knocking on trailers and they say, have you seen Jesus? No, we ain't seen Jesus. Have you seen Jesus? No, no, I haven't seen Jesus. Heather, have you seen Jesus? They're looking high and they're looking low. Where is Jesus? Somebody tell me, have you seen him? Have you seen him in your life? Have you seen him in your relationship? Have you seen him in your marriage? Have you seen him in how you're raising your kids? Have you seen him? Somebody tell me, have you seen him? Is there anybody here today who has seen Jesus and you know without a shadow of a doubt that he lives and he reigns? He is my God, he's my savior, and he's my king. Can you testify of his glory? 
Can you testify of his goodness? They go throughout all the camp. Hi, Lord, where is he? Oh, things just got serious, y'all. See, that's, that's, see, see we, we, we don't think it's serious until matters get worse. Things just done got serious. They can't find Jesus. You know how it is when, when we get in trouble, that's, things just got serious. We, we, we've had the opportunity to hang out with Jesus all this time, but when we find ourselves in a predicament, then we're searching for him and don't know how to find him. Where is Jesus? Somebody tell me, have you, have you seen him? Have you heard his voice lately? Have, have you been in his presence lately? Have you seen him? Have you seen his glory? Have you seen his love? Have you seen him smile? Uh, see, see, I can see the glory of God. I can see him smiling. Uh, no, I'm not all that great. I don't have it all together, but I can see him smiling at me. And I just got to I just got to give him a smile back. Jesus, I'm cheesing because you're good. I'm cheesing because you're loving. I'm, I'm cheesing because you're kind. Have you seen him lately? Is he missing? Is he missing in your life? He, he's not with them personally. He's not with them privately. He's not with them in their company. So where is he? Because we want Jesus to be where we're at. Rather, or instead of us being where he is. Now, let, me, let me repeat this. We want Jesus to be where we're at. Instead of being where he is. And finding him where he is. Where is the realm of Jesus? Well, I'm glad you asked. Listen, listen, listen. How? We find him in the temple courts. So, so there, there are some unbelievable repercussions when we misplace Jesus. There are some unbelievable tragedies that we, we encounter when we misplace Jesus. As a matter of fact, it's found in verses 46 through 48. Can we go there? Verse 46 through 48. It says here, after three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. See, when we misplace Jesus, the first thing that happens is despair, distress, danger. It's, it's dangerous to go through life without Jesus. Because ultimately, when you go through life without Jesus, you can spend eternity without him. You can make a decision in this life for the life to come. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. And it leads us to despair. His family is saying, where are you? We have been worried. Worried. Anxiously. Anxiously. This, this is anxiety and worry to the nth degree. It, it's, it's building up. And that's, that's what tends to happen when we don't know how to find peace. Because Jesus is peace. Jesus is rest. That's where you find peace and rest. But they could not rest without him. 
They have been anxiously wondering. You wonder why you can't find any peace at night. You wonder why you can't have any hope, why you can't find any rest. It's because you've been wandering and journeying through life without him. They couldn't find rest until they find him. Not only do we suffer despair, but also we suffer delay. We suffer delay. There's a place some of us should have already been. The angelic host had you, the thing you prayed for, the angels came to deliver it for you, but you began to, to make decisions without the Lord. The angels was ready to bless you from on high. You had dispatched the angels because you had already spoken, Lord, I want you to do this in my life. But then all of a sudden you began to say, well, I guess God ain't going to do that. You begin to speak against your own blessing. Not only do you suffer despair, but you suffer delay. They, they had to turn around. It's already been one day. They had to turn around without the company of all their friends who could keep them safe. The reason they traveled together was for safety purposes and for fellowship that they could strengthen one another. But now they have to travel back by themselves. See, and that's what happens when we we separate ourselves from the fellowship of the believers. We have to travel by ourselves through danger seen and unseen. So they're journeying back to, to Jerusalem. They're already one day away before they discover he's not there. Then they have to travel back another whole day to get there. And the text says after another day, Three days before they found him. Three days of delay. Somebody been in delay for years. Somebody been in delay for months. Someone has been in delay for a long time. Simply because they was unwilling to worship God. They didn't know where Jesus was at. They didn't know his principles. They didn't know his word. They didn't understand that Jesus could get you further faster, not Ivy Tech. Ain't knocking Ivy Tech, but Jesus, he's the one who can get your father. They're in delay. Can you imagine? They have to go all the way back. They have to spend money. They have to make sacrifice. They have to get hotels. They have, they, they got to do all this to go back and retract what they missed. It's dangerous to come to church and don't get it. It's bad. It's a tragedy to be here and don't get it, to miss it, to deny it, to show disdain. It brings us into delay and despair. So what do we do? What do we do? I I know you want to know this. How do we recover? How do we rediscover and not only rediscover, but this time, once I get it, I'm keeping it. See, what what I like about Mary and Joseph, I I can understand they they may have thought Jesus is hanging out with with my cousin Elizabeth. Maybe Jesus is hanging out with the neighbors and and they overlooked that he wasn't in their company. They said, but this time, if if we lose him, we're not going to let him go. This time, if he he becomes, we're not willing to lose him again. We're not willing to misplace him, but I got to hold on to him. So how do I find him? How do I rediscover him and retain him at the same time? Because this time I'm not letting go. Have, have you ever been in a relationship that you said, oh, if, if I get her back now, oh, 
If I get her back this time, I ain't never, ever letting her go. I, I won't mess up. We learn the, 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 the blessing and the, and the deliverance words of I'm sorry. <laughs> ah, this time around, I, I got to get it right. This time, I got to get it together. No longer can I be in delay. No longer can I go through unnecessary despair. If you just slow down, you won't have to go through some unnecessary trials and headaches and pains and, and hiccups and, and mishaps in your life. It's, it's unnecessary. The Bible even says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. At some point in your life, you got to put away the childish things of life. There's unnecessary trial that we go through. You don't have to go through some of the stuff you're dealing with. You don't have to be delayed. You could be further along. Rediscovering. How do we rediscover and retain Jesus? Number one, there has to be an aim. There has to be a goal in your discovery. See, what I like is, is their aim. They, they was willing to make sacrifice. They said, I know it's going to take another several days journey because it took them a day to get back, a day to find him. Then they had to travel two days back, five day delay. A delay. But we get them this time. We're not letting them go. They was willing to pay whatever it costed. They was willing to make the sacrifice and the journey to go all the way back to Jerusalem. They was willing to seek him with all their heart, to search high and low, to give all that they could in finding Jesus. Are you seeking him? You got to have an aim. You got to have an aim. You got to have a goal. If you want to see God bless you, if you want to see the results in your life, you got to, you got to go to God. You got to go and seek his face. No, you may not understand it all, but I'm glad that James says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. See, some of us have not because we ask not. Let him ask of God who gives liberally unto us. Ah, if you want to know, God will, will bring you out of darkness and bring you into the marvelous light and give you the manifold wisdom of God. Exhaustive. He want to give you all that you need. He have more than enough supply, an abundant supply of wisdom, of resources that he want to give you, but you got to be willing to receive it. Are you seeking after those things? Or are we seeking after money? Are we seeking after fame? Are, are we seeking after fortune? Are, what, what are you searching for? I'm telling you, if you ever put God first, Matthew 6 and 33 says, if, if you seek me first and my righteousness, then all other things shall be added unto you. I don't know what all is. In other words, he's just simply saying, I'm going to give you whatever you need to do whatever I need you to do. Oh, yeah, y'all don't know. That's, that's a blessing right there. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. Oh, that's a blessing. He'll give you all that you need. He says, seek me first and my righteousness, then all. Somebody said all. All other things. I don't know what things. See, sometimes we think we need one thing and we need another. Some of us have made choices to get a thing that we didn't need. <laughs> and we can't get rid of the thing. <laughs> uh, listen. You got to have aim. You got to be willing to make a sacrifice. It became serious to them. They had to go back. They had to go back. You got to be willing to go back to the place where you first saw God. He, 
they have to remember and be reminded of where they first saw him, where they left him at. When was the time you had an experience with God? Are you willing to go back to that place? What, what was going on in your life? And, and then you, you ran and grabbed hold to the altar and you saw God come through. You, you saw God give you peace when you wanted to take your life. You saw God give you resources when you just wanted to give up on life. But God came through. God is saying, if I did it then, in your moment of desperation, I can do it now. 